0: Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. This is, of course, part two of A Good Glass. A good glass. A glassy history. A glassy history where we're talking all about glass and being pretty glassy here on
1: this uh, this (laughs) podcast. Fantastic. If you haven't listened to part one yet, we do encourage you to go back and do that because you'll miss out on a whole lot of history on how we got to where we are today with glasses. So, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Yeah, so obviously, drinking out of the right glass is actually a really important part of getting the most out of your drinks. It helps to maximise the aromas and uh, optimise the flavours. And there are some glasses that have been specifically designed to do that and others that we drink out of because they look nice.
1: Very, very true.
0: And in this part of our episode on glasses, we're going to tell you all about which glass is for which drink and
1: why. Mm-hmm. Because you can drink out of the wrong glass, surprisingly. It, it's not that it's a bad glass, it's that it's wrong for the particular drink. It, yeah. It does it a disservice. Exactly. Or you, sorry, you can't get the most out of the, the drink.
0: Yes, because obviously the, the glass you have in your possession is the right glass. We don't expect anybody to have one of every single type of glass there is. Oh, no, that's, that's overkill. Madness. Yeah, but... If there's a particular beverage you like drinking a lot and you want to get the most out of it, this is probably the episode for you to know which glasses you should add to your cupboard. Yeah. And uh, so, as we do often, let's uh, let's start with beer. And <laughs> talking that's, about that's how, this, is how the whole thing started, how it all began. So let's start with beer glasses. one of the most popular beer glasses which is uh, the pint glass is a a good place to start because it uh, actually comes in two forms there's the american pint glass and the imperial pint glass now the imperial pint glass is the traditional one coming from the uk it's uh, usually 590 mils or 20 ounces in, uh, in volume. While the, or about one pint. Or about pint, yeah. <laughs> Except that the American pint glass is actually uh, smaller at 16 ounces what? or 473 mils. You're ripping us off. Yeah. Now, uh, they're both a simple cylindrical shape that gradually um, widens towards the top. But uh, the imperial glass has a sort of a
1: bulge just before the top of it. Yeah, about an inch below the, the, the lip
0: yeah, that uh, supposedly was put there to make it easier for the glassies to stack them and carry them without them falling over.
1: Or gluing themselves together. Yeah,
0: that, that as well, which um, the other shaped glasses do have a tendency to just kind of get stuck that way. Mm. The thing that seems to have happened is that uh, while the imperial is traditionally used for British ales and stouts, as it was designed for way back in the day, the American, for some reason, has become the standard in a lot of bars, for serving lagers and pale ales and pilsners, but it is not actually the best glass to drink a lot of the beers from that your average bar serves in it. Right. But if you're at you know a um, a craft brewery or something, they will probably use the right glass. Or if you're drinking an expensive beer that has its own branded glass that the bar serves it in, that would probably also be the right glass. And we will get to those glasses later. Because naturally, anything you order from a pint glass will probably come from the Imperial or American pint glass, unless it has its own. And that kind of brings me to uh, the Pilsner glass, which um, is also known as the Weissner or Wheat Beer glass. And uh, as the name suggests, it's ideal for pilsners, as well as um, German-style beers like uh, Kossage or uh, wheat beers in general. Now, uh, that glass is traditionally 500ml or 16.9 ounces, and um, it's tall but uh, thin at the base with a large opening at the top. And what that does is helps to release the aromas that uh, Pilsners and other wheat beers are known for while maintaining the body of the glass and preventing it from losing all of its bubbles too quickly with that thinner bit at the bottom. And so a lot of beers that should be served in a Pilsner glass, at your average bar, you'll
1: get it in a pint glass. Mm. Like, it's not, it's not going to ruin it by serving it in the, in the wrong glass, but you won't get... The most out of it, supposedly. Yeah, so supposedly, like and all—all all of these glasses, you really have to take with. Well, all of these types of glasses, you really have to take with a grain of salt. Yes, there's been people that have developed these glasses to supposedly make your drink better, but I would, I would say, a lot of it is just marketing. so some oh, someone some, trying to make a buck.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, and certainly, it's not worth buying. A Pilsner glass if you mostly drink stout.
1: Yeah, or a, well, I- even if you can't get your hands on a Pilsner glass but all, and all you have is pint glasses, it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, it's, it's still okay. Assuming you're not going to leave it sit for yeah. a prolonged period of time, then your know, pint glasses have a sizable opening. They don't have that sort of inwards, almost waste towards the bottom of the glass mm. that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Not, not in the short term. No. And um, so if we're talking about things that have sort of a, an odd shape and a waist towards the bottom and are very specifically shaped, we need to mention the goblet or chalice glass. Oh, which
1: you're, n- you're not going to talk about the schooner
0: shape? Oh, well, that's basically just a smaller version of the imperial pint glass, because that, that shape is available in many sizes, but right. the pint is, of course,
1: pint size. Yeah, it's, it's a specific shape. Yeah. Right. I didn't actually know that one. Mm. Um, I thought a, a schooner glass was a was unique, not a downsized version of the American pint.
0: Well, I mean, there's a slight inwards taper towards the the bottom on some of them, but it depends on the glass, I suppose. Like as an well,
1: inwards inwards curve.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Con- Concave,
1: like it goes from a, a bulbous top, like a half bulb top to a a inwards curve down the bottom
0: yeah and i don't think that that's actually an internationally used glass shape either yeah just an australian one yeah certainly in um in my research through the international usage of glasses the only real reference to anything to do with smaller glasses than a pint is just shrunken versions of the pint glass and variations thereof which i'm guessing is what those are Fair enough. So that they could... Because they're not traditional. It's not traditional to sell them... It's traditional, yeah. <laughs> ...small, in, in a half pint. I mean, half pints are a thing. Yeah. But I believe traditionally you'd have bought a half pint in um, in a goblet or a, a mug or a stein. Mm. And um, we'll come to those a bit later. Yeah. I, so, I so a goblet. Yes. So the uh, the goblet or chalice glass, which are both very similar in shape and style. They're stemmed, they're bulbous glasses, and uh, they're quite similar in appearance to a brandy snifter. Okay. Except that one of them has a slightly longer stem than the other, but yeah. otherwise it's largely the same with the bulbous top and uh, and the stem.
1: Yeah. Well, A lot of the, the goblets I've seen have been more of a bell shape than a, a bowl or a, bol- a ball shape.
0: Yeah. Yeah, though... Um,
1: but I suppose that depends on the fashion. Potentially. But uh, their,
0: their purpose is um, largely to uh, maintain a head of roughly one inch and um, have a wide mouth that's good for sipping, and they hold r- roughly 13 ounces, about 385 mils, give, give or take. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're basically designed for Belgian ales, German box... And other big, heavy beers, so that you can hold it by the stem to stop it from warming up, and you've got a big open top
1: to let it breathe. To let it breathe, because you want to let a beer like that breathe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would say they look very similar to a wine glass, just much more stout.
0: Mm, And a significantly shorter stem for... Mm. For sure. And uh, talking about things that are similar in appearance to a wine glass, the tulip glass, which I suppose anyone who's um, gone to a bar and ordered a glass of Stella mm. would probably have had it served to them in, mm-hmm. I is <laughs> yeah, is uh, named a tulip glass <laughs> because of the shape. It's got the um, the stem, the elongated tip. It-, it looks like a tulip.
1: Yeah, I'll bet an oversized one. But yeah. Chew up all the same.
0: Yeah, and uh, that shape helps it to uh, maintain head on more effervescent beers, like pale ales and And pilsners Pilsners and some of the very bubbly lagers. And um, it also helps to make the most of uh, aromas from Imperial and American double IPAs and Scottish ales. Yes, I guess because of the shape kind of forcing everything inwards towards the top and then you just get that Mm.
1: Blast of fragrance, and again, the stem stops it from warming up. Yeah, gives you something to hold on to instead of the bowl itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um,
1: in not in anywhere that isn't England or Canada that gets really hot, uh it beers can heat up really quickly. If you, especially if you're holding them. Oh yeah. So. So you either.
0: Resign yourself that the last mouthful is going to be room temperature or warmer, Hmm. or you
1: drink it fast, or you use a stemmed glass. Hmm. Uh, I know in Australia, we just drink it fast.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, generally we we drink it fast.
1: But a lot of our beers tend to be lower strength, so you can down them without getting drunk. Yeah,
0: we're we're certainly not dealing with the 8% beers that are commonplace in Germany and Belgium. (laughs) They are becoming more common, though. Mm, That's true. But um, speaking about things that are becoming more common, mugs and steins. Yes. Which we are seeing quite a bit and were are the other traditional way of drinking a big, heavy, full-bodied beer. Mm. Of course, coming out of Germany and still being very commonplace over there and at uh, Oktoberfests and the like.
1: Yeah. And something to note is that this style of drinking vessel is not necessarily glass. It could also be... Ceramic or wood. Yeah, or, or, uh, or metal. even pewter. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, certainly your mugs and steins are ideal for uh, red ales, lagers, porters, stouts,
1: deep-flavoured beers. Fucking hell. I wouldn't want to drink a stout out of a stein. That is a lot of stout. That is a lot of stout. But um, then you've got
0: your, your German steins with a lid, with mm. a little thumb thing that holds the <laughs> lid open. And... Helps to make it easier to carry, insulates the drink, stops it from getting hot, stops the
1: bubbles from escaping. Stops the bugs getting in. Yeah, stops the bugs getting in. So you don't have to pick them out and shake the beer out of them.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it it keeps it cold longer. I I have one of those myself, which it really is not a glass. Mm. It is um, ceramic, I believe, but with a pewter lid. Right. And of course, I've also got a glass mug. Ceramic stein, glass mug. (laughs) <laughs> or is that? No, it's a stein Glass stein, ceramic stein Yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah. Used, I used to have a couple of glass Not glass mugs uh, Ceramic uh, beer mugs They were they were like uh, tulip glasses But without the stem and Oh yeah I, I found them quite pleasant to drink out of Because they held the temperature better They held the It helps keep the drink cooler better
0: Yes, absolutely And I'll, I'll admit, I've got I've actually got a pewter stone as well. Now that I think about it, and as much as I like drinking out of a pint glass, just because it feels nice to hold and mm. you're not concerning yourself with a handle, it definitely stays colder when you're drinking it out of something that
1: does have a handle. Mm. And I think the thickness of the of the walls of the glass definitely help with that too, because it re- helps retain the the chill. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, and, uh, so wine glasses.
0: Yeah, so let's let's move on to wine glasses because that is definitely the next most common. And generally, people have a pretty good knowledge of of wine glasses. Mm. Though I have seen some people get their reds and whites confused. <laughs> they just to, want the bigger glass. Yeah, they just want the bigger <laughs> glass. Probably they just want the bigger glass because obviously, glassware for red wines is larger, rounder, more bowl shaped, with the intent of helping the wine to aerate and breathe,
1: to, to breathe better. Allow the aromas to cr- creep up the the vessel, so you can have a have a so you can enjoy the smell of the red wine as you sit. Yeah,
0: and um, on the red wine glass, as with white wine glasses, the stem is intended for you to hold it, so that you don't warm up the drink. Which is a mistake a lot of people make. They, As we mentioned during one of our wine episodes, yeah. people tend to cradle the bowl in their hand when the glass is designed for you to hold it by the stem so that you don't warm
1: it up. I was one of those people that were always drinking it, holding the holding the bowl, thinking I was being fancy by uh, rolling the drink around in my hand with the stem passing through my fingers.
0: Yeah, which is more a thing to do with cognac, which you want to be slightly warmer than room mm.
1: temperature. How wrong I was! Yeah,
0: and uh, so white wine
1: glasses—they, they tend to be similar, just mm. uh, obviously smaller. Yeah, and the uh, the mouth
0: area is always um, smaller, so the surface area that gets aerated is smaller, and that means the wine doesn't oxidize too quickly. Yeah, so it saves the saves the fruity aromas that are commonplace for a white, as opposed to when you open up a red, you bring out those spicy aromas. So it's mm. it's the difference in the, the smells and the notes and the flavours that are brought out through aeration.
1: Yeah. And continuing the trend, we have champagne flutes. Yeah, which, um, <laughs> which...
0: are, of course, not the original way in which champagne no. was consumed the it's, uh,
1: it's a very recent development.
0: Yeah, cuz our room um, our great grandparents would have drunk champagne out of the champagne
1: coupe or champagne saucer. My parents drank champagne or used to drink champagne out of a champagne saucer. They um, have they have a bunch in their crystal cabinet. Yeah,
0: and of course it was considered that the saucer helped to well it helped to let the uh, let the aromas out, made it more
1: fragrant, hmm. but allowed some of the some of the the bubbles to escape better. Hmm. The problem, of course, being that
0: it allowed the bubbles to escape far too well, hmm. and it would go flat very quickly. Which I guess didn't matter if you were going to down that stuff like water, <laughs>
1: but, but for for good champagne that you want to sip.
0: Yeah, it it's not good. just wasn't ideal. Mm. And of course now we've moved to the champagne flute, which has the opposite problem. It holds the bubbles really well because it's very narrow. It looks fantastic in photographs. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't let it breathe sufficiently, and it traps the bubbles so well that they just smash right up your face as you try to drink it.
1: Yeah. Or um ruin your ruin the nose as you as you bring the drink up to your lips,
0: yeah, ab- absolutely, it, it ruins the nose of it, and it does alter the flavour slightly. Hmm. And so, the both of the common things for drinking a sparkling white wine out of are actually incorrect, and they're probably better to drink from a standard white wine glass because you've got don't,
1: don't let don't let people hear us say that though,
0: yeah, because you, you've got the slightly larger opening, not as big as the saucer, but not as small as on the champagne flute.
1: Mm. Yeah, a white wine glass would probably be perfect, really. Because it's the... You, uh, you're right, it's the right balance between the two.
0: Yeah. And uh, I suppose that brings us on to um, glasses for cocktails, which, for the most part, are not about capturing the flavor, but more about capturing the hearts and minds of people who might drink <laughs> it. And, uh, you know, capturing hits on Instagram. Yeah, Though, I mean, traditionally they weren't, obviously, but...
1: But it, it's all about the look.
0: Yeah, and some of them, admittedly, were for ease of producing the drink.
1: Yeah, like the the old-fashioned. Yeah. It, or it the old-fashioned makes... glass.
0: Yeah, because the, the old-fashioned glass is perfect for drinks like the old-fashioned mm. because there's space in the glass to be able to muddle ingredients in the glass.
1: Yeah, it it saves using... Uh, precious bar space or a cocktail shaker because they weren't invented back then so the, from the from the old fashioned glass they went to the highball which is basically a, a tall version tall and skinny version of it
0: yeah the uh, the highball or collins highball as it's uh, sometimes known is better for tall more complex drinks that tend to have more mixes in them mm or layers Or layers, yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely And they, they tend to be used for more tropical cocktails
1: Like a, a mojito or a sex on the beach
0: Yeah, or um, even a Long Island iced tea
1: <laughs> That's, They're dangerous
0: And uh, then, of course, you've got your hurricane glass Which um, is the one most commonly used for your daiquiris, your pina coladas
1: hmm. What does that look like? And so for, that's for people um, that aren't aren't familiar with what glasses are called. So
0: it it has a, a stem that leads off to but uh, sort of a bowl at the top. But the bowl at the top, I suppose you could um, describe it as looking like a woman if she had very thin legs and those thin legs with a stem, <laughs> and then it bulbs out to her butt, hooks in at the waist, and then back out again at the top. Hmm. I, and you you've undoubtedly seen that glass. Yeah. I, I've probably it, described it poorly and in a potentially <laughs> sexist way, and if I have, my apologies, ladies. I didn't mean to, but I have seen women with that shape. Not 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 their teeny tiny legs,
1: but <laughs> they they skip leg day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the uh, the rest of the hurricane glass shape. Yeah. And we're not saying that it's, there's anything wrong with that. It,
1: I would say it's almost like a a like a, a thin almost like a Almost like a tulip glass, except it comes in before it goes out to the top.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been pinched in the middle and then pops yeah. back out again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I mean mostly it it looks good with a little paper umbrella stuck in it. Yes, yeah. is-
1: <laughs> so your your peanut coladas. Yeah. Well, uh, a long I had a Long Island mm. iced tea in one of those. Yeah, because
0: it, it is I suppose that and the Collins highball are the glasses for tropical cocktails.
1: Yeah, because you can see all the ingredients in them. Um because they're they're tall and narrow, so obviously they got you can see all the different layers. Yeah,
0: and it's got the volume to fit a big gla- a big drink with multiple mm. ingredients. Mm. Which you know, is important. Because then you've got things like your martini glass.
1: Which is the opposite. Which
0: is the opposite. It's smaller and it is actually very fit for purpose. It's not a glass based just on appearance. I mean, yes, it's a glass that is dead sexy no matter who's holding <laughs> yeah. it.
1: Well, especially when James Bond is holding it. Yeah.
0: But it is also a glass where its shape prevents the ingredients from separating. Right. Which is important with things like a martini, because if the vermouth separates from the gin... You're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. But, the, yeah, the shape of it somehow assists to prevent that.
1: Hmm. And, of course, because it's a, a shallow and wide glass you get lots of the aroma you're probably going to spill it
0: and at least on that first sip
1: yeah yeah and you're only going to sip it because you can't you can't drink that kind of you, you can't drink from that kind of glass fast
0: yeah so that's i mean i suppose like the uh, like the old fashioned glass it's a more traditional cocktail glass and it's far more practical mm as as far as being fit for the purpose of the drinks that were made to go in it,
1: yeah. Although they uh, glass manufacturers have definitely created their own style or added their own unique flair to the martini glasses.
0: Oh, absolutely! And of course, we've got the Irish coffee glass, which is um, a good one to to talk about. It's. Actually looks a lot like a slightly fatter hurricane glass. With uh okay. about the same length of stem, but it has a little handle on it, like you'd have on a teacup or coffee mug.
1: Oh wow. I don't think I've ever seen one of those before.
0: And um yeah, it's um made for cocktails like the Irish coffee or the hot toddy. So mm. you can, you know, have a, a warmer drink in it, but still see the drink through the
1: glass. Yeah.
0: And hold it by its little tiny handle <laughs> that you'd be lucky to fit a single finger
1: through. I think that's not the point. You're supposed to like pincer grip the, the handle. Yeah, pincer grip
0: the tiny handle and yeah. pick it up briefly while you sip from
1: it with your pinky out. That, that drives me nuts on coffee cups. When the handle is so small. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to be able to stick at least a finger through it so I don't worry about dropping it.
0: Yeah, exactly the same for me. But, um, yeah, of course, with cocktails, there's a lot of different types. The margarita glass is a fantastic example Mm. of a glass that's really only used for one type of drink.
1: Yeah, it's very similar to a martini glass, except it's, well, it's kind of like a cross between a martini glass and a hurricane glass.
0: Yeah, like it kind of shaped like a martini glass at the bottom and then just straightens out and shoots right up.
1: Yeah, and then comes out again to it. Almost like a a bowl has been sat on to side on top of a shot glass.
0: Yeah, and uh, of course it's got that big thick rim that you put the salt on, and mm. <laughs> and yeah, they're obviously very few people actually own one. They're most common
1: common in cocktail
0: bars in, in cocktail bars, yeah. but um, yeah, they're definitely definitely very much a fit for purpose mm. style of glass and. Uh, Whiskey glasses. We we can't really not mention the whiskey glass, which is a bit well, different to to the well, old-fashioned glass. It's not exactly the same.
1: No, cause, well, a lot of places will serve whiskey in a in a old-fashioned glass because that's the the old-fashioned way of doing it. Mm. The Glencairn glass is like a a mini, almost like a mini hurricane glass.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't quite have that um, dip in and obvious flare towards the top, but it does cut back in on itself. Mm. It's got that big bowl. It, it's very similar in appearance to a cognac glass as well, but it's taller and the top is more narrow. Mm.
1: It's it's designed to hold the the aromas in while letting the the ethanol smells escape. Supposedly, yeah. It it was. It, this is one of the glasses that I'm a little bit iffy about.
0: Mm, I mean, it's a glass that was intentionally designed by Glencairn Crystal with the purpose of getting the maximum flavors out of a whiskey, mm. and uh, it it derives from the traditional nosing glasses used by master blenders, borrowing the wide bowl to show off the color and help expose the aromas, but uh, using a tapered mouth to allow for easier drinking.
1: Yeah. Again, I'm yeah. I'm dubious. So then you've also got your more traditional whiskey glass that's like a slightly narrower version of the old fashioned glass. Yeah. Those are the ones I'm most familiar with because I yeah, that's how I like to drink whiskey.
0: Yeah, and that's what I tend to mm. drink it out
1: of and, and as because as well. Because they're wider glasses, they're multi purpose as well. Like the old Old-fashioned glasses, they're multi-purpose. You can have 17 different drinks in them as opposed to a Glencairn glass, which you can only really have whiskey in.
0: Yeah, the uh, the flatter old-fashioned glass or even the, the rocks glass, which is often thought to be an old-fashioned glass, but comes in varying widths. Yeah. The um the, the flatness of them, I think, makes them better for whiskey because it's easier to put in some Scotch rocks or some ice. Without it stacking too high Because then you can sit them flat on the bottom of the glass Yeah Instead of, you know, stacking it up And (laughs) having it sit higher than the whiskey Which just, Defeats the purpose Defeats the purpose And that hits your mouth before the whiskey does
1: Mm.
0: And who wants that?
1: The whiskey has to go past the ice To get to your mouth And that doesn't sound like a good time
0: Yeah, no, it should just sit in it And Mm. then come straight to you when you want to drink it which, yeah, makes sense to me. Now, I've uh, come to the realisation that we missed something when we were talking about our wine glasses. Oh? Which was we missed the dessert wine glass. The glass used for drinking port. Oh, uh, yeah, that's important.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended.
0: Yes, no no pun intended at all. Because, yeah, dessert wines, they're very sweet. You don't want a lot of them. Mm. So they're very, very small. Teeny yeah. tiny. But roughly about the same volume as a shot glass. Except mm. they look like a tiny wine glass. Yeah. Mostly.
1: Mostly. You get some variations on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of them uh, long stem and then bulbous at the bottom and then a thin top. And some of them just look like a very small version of a red wine glass. But they're always very small. Yeah. Very cute. <laughs> and um, really, they are very purpose-made for drinking... Dessert wines. Yeah, fortified
1: wines, all that sort of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, of course there is the grappa glass, which is for drinking grappa. (laughs) And um, (laughs) that's also strong stuff. And a grappa glass is also a small glass. Mm. And um, it also has a bulb shape at the bottom and a stem to help maintain temperature because it's very important that Grapper be at the correct temperature. It's not a thing you want to be drinking
1: warm no definitely not and uh, of course, there's tons of other glasses we've not mentioned to the shot glass no we we probably should though because that's quite important. Obviously, you know what a shot glass is it's short it has about a shot yeah it depending on the country just <laughs> over
0: just over thirty mils usually mm. about forty forty fifty mils I think.
1: Depends where you are. In mm. Australia, it's thirty mils. If you go to America, it's forty-five mils.
0: Yeah, and uh, of course, then there's the shooter glass, which I guess you would call the big brother of the shot glass, uh. and it generally holds about sixty-three and a bit shots, depending on the shooter glass, because there is variation. Yeah, there is variation in in the size, and of course, the difference being that shot glasses are for Shots. Shots. So you'd use them for a shot of Sambuca, Mm. or a shot of Bacardi 151.
1: Or a shot of uh, Amaro.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, whereas a shooter glass is for exactly what the name suggests for shooters, for things like a blowjob shot, which technically is not a shot, because you couldn't possibly fit it into a shot glass. No. You have to put it in a shooter
1: glass. It's a quote-unquote, shot-sized cocktail.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so you end up with your ABC shot comes in a shooter glass.
1: That's, and that's a lot of booze. And that's a lot of booze. That's and, a lot of burned. <laughs>
0: and, of course, the um, one of my favorite cocktails, the Jade Monkey, is mm. a shooter. Oh, right. Which is um, equal parts banana liqueur and green creme de menthe. That sounds pretty tasty. Mm, it actually is, and um, if served correctly with the layering done just right, it's also very interesting to look at. Mm. And, you know, you end up with initially mint washing over the palate, freshening it up, and then
1: banana. Cool. I might have to give it a go next time I'm at your place.
0: Mm, I might have to get some banana liqueur and <laughs> cream cream de lunch.
1: <laughs> that, that sounds like a real tragedy right there. Ooh. Some... Containers we should probably note are uh, that are be- well, some names that are becoming more popular are growlers, and they they're not really designed to be drunk out of. They're they're oversized jugs for carrying a a beer from. And yeah. They're they're most commonly sold at craft breweries.
0: Yeah, growlers and... Um, squealers. Growlers and squealers, yeah. Are most commonly sold at, at craft breweries. And there's actually very specific rules around growlers, which is that you, like, you can't just rock up to any old bar and ask them to fill up a growler or a squealer. Mm. They right. can only be filled up at a place where that beer was produced on premises.
1: Right. Uh, oh, no, there's exceptions to that. Mm. So in um,
0: um, in certain states in the U.S. there are no exceptions. That no, is, no. that is fact. Here, yes, there are there are exceptions. There are exceptions. Like if it's if it's theirs and was produced somewhere else and was taken to, yeah. There's yeah
1: convoluted yeah
0: <laughs> convoluted exceptions. Mm. Um, but uh, certainly you can drink out of it, but we don't
1: recommend it. No, we re- we it's, recommend pouring it into yeah, a suitable glass.
0: They they are very similar in appearance to the jugs that. Somebody might get moonshine in back in <laughs> back in the Prohibition days
1: with the the three X's on the side.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah s- same sort of shape, mm. but um, unlike those, these are generally clear, so you can see what's in them. Mm. Well, not entirely clear, obviously. They, they tend to be a tends to be brown glass, a dark brown glass, because
1: that helps to preserve the beer better. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're becoming very popular. They. I hadn't really heard of them about five years ago, but all of a sudden craft beer has become a thing. Yeah. And suddenly everyone's selling it in growlers as opposed to selling it by the bottle.
0: Mm, and I suppose while we're talking about things that are used to store the drinks, it is important, I guess, to uh, to point out that the reason why a lot of beer bottles are green or brown and the reason why growlers and squealers tend to be dark colours is that exposure to light has a detrimental effect on the flavour and life
1: of beer. Yeah, and obviously craft breweries want their beer to be as best as it can be, so they're not going to sell it to you in containers that are inappropriate.
0: Yeah, because it's easier to just pull the can out of the fridge, crack it open, and...
1: Yeah, oh, it, it is. And
0: a good beer is still good out of the can, but it's so much better
1: out of a glass. Mm. Because your nose does more work. Yeah. Does and more work.
0: there are times when I've drunk out of the can and there are times when I've gone, no, no, I'm going to grab out, I'm going to grab out my beer stein and I'm <laughs> going to open this, I'm going to pour it in the beer stein and I'm going to drink it out of that mm. because that will help me get the most out of this pilsner or awesome. this pale ale or whatever it may be. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Um, and
0: I suppose that wraps us up nicely. Yeah.
1: So, if you like what you heard, if you're still listening, uh, we'd love you to hit the subscribe button, if you haven't already, on your favourite podcast app. We are A Good Drop, all about alcohol. We're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: And, uh, of course, word of mouth is still a great way for people to find yeah. out about us. So, uh, do tell your friends, direct them to our website, agooddrop.com.au. Mm. And possibly even direct them to us on the socials.
1: Yeah, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram as a good drop podcast. Look for the, the beer logo.
0: Yeah, and um, if you liked what you heard or have any suggestions or just want to say
1: hi, then you can shoot us an email. Let us know what your favorite glass to drink out of is. Uh, send us an email to a good at gmail.com.
0: So be sure to tune in next time when we talk about Australian rum,
1: Aussie rum. Aussie rum Well We we had a rum right So we've got to have at least Some history in there Yeah <laughs> it's
0: uh, It's going to be a good one It should be very uh, Very interesting Very entertaining mm. Be a bloody ripper mate Bloody ripper <laughs> Bloody unreal
1: <laughs> It's Yeah full of uh, Full of Australian colloquialisms And Just the general Aussie Getting drunk
0: And yeah They talk about How that led to Uh political upheaval among other things it
1: it sure did until then cheers cheers